Hi, everybody. This is John Montoya. And this is John Parings. We're authorized infinite banking practitioners and hosts of the fifth edition. Episode 31. Today, we're going to be talking about the difference between direct recognition versus non-direct recognition. And what the heck does that mean? We're talking about the dividends, because when you get started with IBC, you can choose between having a policy that pays out a direct dividend or a non-direct dividend. Now, there's a lot of misinformation, maybe sometimes good information, but there's so much of it out there, especially on YouTube, that you can really be led the wrong way to think one is better than the other. And ultimately, when it comes down to it, it actually doesn't matter. And what I've always said is if you're doing IBC right, you're going to have multiple policies and you're going to have policies that some are direct and others are non-direct. But let's talk about what the difference is. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because some people really think this is important and other people, once you explain it to them, they're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And uh, that they don't really ever bring it up again. But the difference is really just how the dividend is being applied to an individual policy. So I think something that would be important to just quickly cover is when a dividend is issued, it's not the dividend rate that gets published by the marketing people of the insurance company. That percentage doesn't actually really have anything to do with how uh, the dividend is applied to an individual policy. But really, that's just the total divisible surplus that the insurance company has to then determine how they want to split that up amongst all their policies and policy owners. So when they do that calculation, a direct recognition company will directly recognize when a policy owner has outstanding loans, outstanding policy loans, where they're collateralizing, their their cash value is acting as collateral for that outstanding loan. So they'll directly recognize the fact that there's a loan outstanding and they'll pay that particular policyholder a lower dividend than what they would if they had no loans outstanding against it, right? So it's, it's not zero dividend, it's just a lower dividend. Um, a non-direct recognition company, on the other hand, does not directly recognize when a policyholder has a loan outstanding. And so they're just going to pay every single policy owner the same dividend according to their formula, regardless if they have a loan outstanding or not. And so that's kind of the 10,000 foot view, the difference between those two. Now, all things being equal, if I hear that, I'm going to think, well, non-direct sounds way better than direct because I want to get the full dividend even when I have a loan outstanding. But as we all know, there is no such thing as a free lunch. So how are non-direct life insurance companies able to pay a dividend, a full dividend, whereas the direct life insurance companies choose to pay out a lower dividend when there's a loan outstanding? How does that happen? It's a, it's a great question, and it seems like the money's got to be coming from somewhere. Why is it that those get paid paid the same way? And it, it seems like if you, if you just look at it from a very simple perspective, it seems like maybe all of the dividends for everybody would be lower. Well, that, that's exactly it. Uh, the people who have a non-direct policy and never take out loans, they're essentially subsidizing all the people that are taking out loans. 
effectively what that means is the the companies that are offering a non-direct dividend, they're essentially paying everyone a lower dividend uh, right from the get-go compared to a a direct dividend where you're going to have years where you have loans outstanding and you're going to have a lower dividend, but that's only on the borrowed amount. And furthermore, you're also going to receive the full dividend possible on the non-borrowed amount. I think the other thing to think about is the other things that matter are the overall performance of of that actual policy. So even if you have a non-direct recognition policy and you borrow all the money right up front, which we don't really advise you do anyway, but even even that being said, a direct recognition company policy could still outperform that other policy. And, you know, I, I've seen that happen when I, where I compare policies. And so it's kind of like, I think it, we just kind of get back to the whole thing where it doesn't really matter that much. And, and you should probably have some of both because the other side of this, of the, of the coin is what's the interest rate on the loan. And so I think it's great to not only diversify our uh, policies um, to have both direct and non-direct because it could one could be better than the other in any given time. But then it's also good to diversify, you know, the types of loans we have available to us and what those loan interest rates are. Are they going to be variable? Are they going to be fixed? Just back to your original point of having several policies with different carriers, I think makes makes a ton of sense. Right. And I want to speak to the IBC approach. If you're working with an IBC authorized practitioner. Authorized practitioners are supposed to be agnostic. You shouldn't ever hear one practitioner saying that one is better than the other. I think where people are led astray is if they're watching these videos on YouTube and they're being told that specifically in this case, non-direct is the way to go. And it's spelled out or it's preached about where you get this half story is what I call it. Because going back to what you said, if it's explained that you're going to get a full dividend, when even when you have a policy loan outstanding, non-direct is always going to sound better than a direct recognition. But in truth, as poignantly as I can say it, no free lunch. If we all recognize that, then you're going to start to recognize basically clickbait and marketing propaganda for what it is. Um, It's just that it's to get you to buy something without really getting the full picture. I think it kind of speaks to some of that marketing and sales propaganda where it's really just used as a, as I, I think sales differentiators where you know, if someone was really doing their job, they'd be looking from an advisor perspective, they'd be looking at someone's big picture. It's easy to, you know, just kind of have these quick, these quick hits on this is better, this is better, this is better, but compared to what? And it's like, what, what are we actually designing this policy for? Are we designing it to give you one thing? Is your life insurance policy going to give you one thing? Do you just want cash value or do you want cash value and options for many, many other things for a long period of time for the, for your entire financial life. Cause it's like, do you just want cash um, to do this one thing over the next five years or the next 10 years? Or do you want to have cash available and, and have options available to you 
20 years from now and 30 years from now? You know, it, is it, are you designing a policy just to have this one thing or do you want to also have, you know, ma- maximum retirement income in the future? Because if you, there are different ways to evaluate policies where, yeah, we can look at the cash value accumulation over here, but then if you actually analyze the amount of retirement income, the policies with the highest cash value don't always provide the most retirement income. And so we have to, we have to pay attention to all those different factors and not just jump into one thing and essentially shut off all of our other options in the future. Because I think one of the greatest powers of, of life insurance and IBC is providing all those options all the way down through your entire financial life and then onto your future generations financial lives. Yeah, in the long run, direct versus non-direct, it doesn't matter. As Nelson would say, you're majoring in the minors. So I pass that message along to all of you. If you're interested in IBC and that's your deciding point, you're focusing on the wrong thing. All right, well, that's going to do it for this week's episode. It was short, sweet, hopefully uh, to the point so that you all understand that the, the point of IBC is not direct versus non-direct, but it's controlling your own capital. That's the bigger picture. And that's what we want to help you do. So if you have questions for us, you'd like to have a strategy session, be sure to go to the fifthedition.com. You can go on there and uh, schedule time that works for you. And we'll be happy to connect with you, answer all your questions. And also too, be sure to leave us a five-star review that helps us to uh, reach out to even more people who are interested in learning about infinite banking. And we welcome all your questions. Thanks everybody. All right, take care.